بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم In the name of Allah the most gracious the most merciful سبحان الله الحمد لله ولا اله الا الله الله Par excellence presents Lessons from the stories of the prophets by Mufti Ismail ibn Musa Mank Lut alayhi salam Lot peace be upon him Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على عباده الذين اصطفى وبعد All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless him and all his companions To grant them all goodness and to grant us goodness as well In this world as well as in the next And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who are saved From the punishment of hellfire this evening we read some very very touching verses where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the condition of the wrongdoers and the sinners when death comes to them. They will tell the angels of death to give them another chance or they will tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give them another chance because they will say now we understand and now we have seen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kalla Nay, indeed, it is only a statement they, that they are uttering. They will not be granted another chance. And even if they were granted another chance, they would repeat the same deeds that they had done. And Allah says they will have to remain in this condition until the day they will be resurrected and the accounts shall be taken. We were in the midst of the story of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. In fact, we had completed the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Mention was made of the death of Ibrahim alayhi salam. But what is important for us to know is the precise point of where he died only comes to us from the people of the book and from the Hebrew scriptures. So exactly where he died, we can say that he was buried here or there or in Al-Khalil or Hebron and so on. But we should remember that that information came to us from the Hebrew scriptures. And our policy with that is لا نصدق ولا نكذب. We neither say it is false, nor do we say it is true. It is something, it may be true, it may not be true. It is not in fact something that we are going to be questioned on the day of Qiyamah to say where was Ibrahim alayhi salam buried we are not going to be questioned about that we are going to be questioned about our own deeds what are the lessons that you learned from the story of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam as we had said there was a prophet known as Lut Lut alayhi salam briefly his history is that he was a youngster at the time of Ibrahim alayhi salam when Ibrahim alayhi salam was thrown into the fire and when Ibrahim alayhi salam came out and so on, this young man, he accepted the message of Ibrahim and he was the only one at the time. Later on, there was a female known as Sarah who had also accepted the message of Ibrahim alayhi salam and those were the two. So Ibrahim alayhi salam went further up north later on and we had made mention of how he sent Lut alayhi salam to the people of Sodom or the people of Sodom and Gomorrah as we know them in the English language. 
And Lut was working in that region whilst Ibrahim had his own life and what happened in Mecca happened and so on. Now Lut found his people to be very, very different, to be wrong, to be queer, to be filthy. The word used in the Quran is filthy. And we read that verse this evening in Surah Al-Anbiya where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْقَرْيَةِ الَّتِي كَانَتْ تَعْمَلُ الْخَبَائِثِ We saved him from the people who used to engage in filth. Khabaith, that which is completely dirty and filthy. So Allah describes this action as filth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَذَّبَتْ قَوْمُ لُوطٍ الْمُرْسَلِينَ The people of Lut have belied all the messengers. Now there was just one messenger who came to them. So why does Allah say they belied all the messengers? Because we are Muslims. What do we say? We believe in Allah as one. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We believe in that shahada that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger. But our iman is not complete unless we believe in all the messengers. The previous messengers. So if someone says, I believe in Noah, Abraham, but I don't believe in Moses, and then I believe in Jesus and so on, he cannot call himself a Muslim. He cannot. Because we believe, Amantu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wa yawmil akhir and so on. We believe in Allah. We believe in all the books. In a nutshell, we believe there were books revealed to these messengers or to some of the messengers. And whatever we know from them, we accept. And we know that this is correct if the Quran has confirmed it. The same applies to the messengers. Those names that appear in the Quran, we have to accept. And we have to believe that they were all the highest of people, the best that were chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the fact that they denied Lut alayhi salam, they denied everybody else. It means they denied everybody else. And this is the same message that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to all the previous nations as well. So Allah says, إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ لُوطٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ إِنِّي لَكُمْ رَسُولٌ أَمِينٌ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُونَ When Lut alayhi salam told them, don't you fear Allah? I am a messenger who is trustworthy. I have come to you. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا أَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ أَجْرٍ إِنْ أَجْرِيَ إِلَّا عَلَى رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ I am not asking you a single penny. Look again. He says, I am not asking one dollar from you, meaning nothing. No currency, no money, no gold, no silver, nothing material. I don't want anything. So they began to accuse him. This man is come to our town here and he's starting to convey a message and telling us to stop doing what we're doing because he wants to make gain something out of it. And Allah says, no, he told his people, I don't want anything from you. Nothing at all. My recompense is with my Rabb. And then he directly mentioned to them what they were doing and how wrong it was. How can you engage yourselves with the same sex? How can you engage in acts of immorality? 
with the same sex. And how can you prefer them over the females? Indeed, you are a people who have transgressed the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us pause there for a moment. Today we have people claiming to be Muslims. And I've heard one of them on YouTube recently who says, No, I've studied the Quran. I studied the, the Quran totally. And in the Quran, what is prohibited is to rape the men. But if it is done with consent, there's nothing wrong. This is what they say. How foolish they are. How foolish they are. When Lut is saying, you prefer to do this with men and you are leaving the women. Does that imply that he is saying, don't rape the men, rape the women. Is that what he is trying to say? So the Quran clearly says that it is wrong what you are doing. They did it both ways. Through rape as well as through consent. Both. But they only did it with the same kind. Allahu Akbar. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how filthy this is. You know, I've given you one response. But that is the whole basis upon which people claim to still be Muslim. And they believe that the Quran does not reject this issue of homosexuality. Well, they don't understand Arabic. They haven't understood anything that the Quran has come with. And to be honest, they are blinded because the Quran says when someone begins to engage in this type of action, Allah says it and we will come to that verse. They become blind. Blind meaning they can't see the right from wrong. Nothing at all. So with all due respect to the animals, they are worse than those animals. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Remember we, we are saying here due respect to the animals because animals, it is an insult to them to even suggest this to them. Automatically the dogs and the pigs do not engage in this. Automatically by nature. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to safeguard us. And this we are saying it with an open chest. What that means is it's a challenge. Allahu Akbar. I know secularly someone might say, well, we are free to engage in this type of behavior. Well, I will tell you, we who are seated here are all Muslimin. As Muslims, we are not free. Allahu Akbar. We have chosen to surrender. Once you choose to surrender, you're no longer free. You are governed by a certain code of conduct. For example, you are now a South African. For example, you are no longer free to do anything that would break the law of South Africa. But if you want to break the law, you can go and live in another country. The same applies. When you are not a Muslim, you can do what you want. But the minute you say you are a Muslim, you are governed by Islam. If you want to do something against Islam, one is to commit it knowing it's wrong, you still remain a Muslim. But you are a sinful person. May Allah safeguard us. But two is to do it and justify it and say Islam does not prohibit it. That would remove us from being a citizen of Islam if we can word it that way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us safety and our children as well. So this is common logic. We understand this completely. That why is he comparing with the other sex when if they were engaging in rape in the same way it's wrong to rape this, it would be wrong to rape that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deeper understanding and may he open the doors of guidance for us all. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, their sin was not only that they were engaging in this type of sodomy. It is known as sodomy because the village or the town was known as Sodom. Sodom. So that name, that word has been derived from them because they were the first in the history of mankind to engage in that according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran. Allah says, مَا سَبَقَكُمْ بِهَا مِنْ أَحَدٍ مِنَ الْعَالَمِينَ How can you engage in this that nobody before you has ever ever engaged in? So that means they were the first. 
Now those who say it's a biological problem, you know, it is hereditary, you pick it up and so on, it's in your genes. Wallahi, that is a lame, cheap excuse, cheap excuse. And I am baffled at how some people of medicine can even agree with that. Because there are certain people addicted to adultery. Why don't they say, well, you know what, it's hereditary. Some people addicted to alcohol. Why don't they say it's hereditary? Any sin, you can use the same cheap excuse to say it's hereditary. I got it from my forefathers. Allahu Akbar. How can we say that? If that was the case, anybody would be able to justify any sin they are engaged in. So nothing is hereditary. It is just people who cannot control themselves. And now, people who want to allow themselves to think dirty and they continue with those thoughts and then they want to fulfill those thoughts and continue in that particular filth. Believe me, a practicing Jew and a practicing Christian, a practicing Muslim, they all look at this in the same way. The moment someone has looked at it with an eye of acceptance, they lose Christianity, they lose their Judaism, they would lose their Islam. Something common. And those who have decided to accept it, they have changed their religion. Allahu Akbar. They have modified their religion. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us as Muslims protection. We inshallah, we will never ever, we will never ever say that it is acceptable in Islam. Secularly, if you happen to be living in a country in the West or a country that doesn't want you to talk about it and so on, we will utter a balanced statement. And that is in the same way that those people who want to look at it in that way are free to look at it that way secularly, we are free to look at it as wrong secularly as well. So I hope we understand it. Nobody needs to say no, it's acceptable. There are some countries, they are forcing it to be studied in the syllabuses. They are forcing it to be studied in the syllabuses and encourage it as something that there's nothing wrong about. Whereas we need to understand that is defying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's nature that he has created us upon. The very nature that man is being created upon is being defied. Not only man, but the creatures of Allah. Allah says, Every single thing we have created in pairs for you to take heed. When you have the ions, you have positive, you have negative. When you have electricity, you have positive, you have negative. Why don't they put in two positives? Allahu Akbar. Then see what happens. Two negatives, you get nothing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So Allah says, don't only look at mankind and other, other kind, meaning uh, living creatures. Look at everything we've created in pairs. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. The people of Lut alayhi salam, they also engaged in what is known as qat'u tariq which means they were highwaymen. Highwaymen in the sense that they used to waylay the traveler and block him and steal his property. And they used to engage in that type of misbehavior as well. Another thing, Allah says, They used to have their clubs. The word nadi means a club. They had their clubs where they used to gather and engage in evil. All the time they would gather in the clubs, they would encourage people in evil, doing evil, and they would do all that evil. So, so much evil. And Allah says, this was one of the main things they used to do. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Lut alayhi salam said to them directly, How can you engage in homosexuality? And not only that, but 
in full view of everybody. Astaghfirullah. So that was another crime. What was the crime? Allah says, وَأَنْتُمْ تُبُصِرُونَ You are shamelessly engaging in it whilst people are watching. People are looking at you. You have no shame. This is why Muhammad says, people will continue to have the hope of the forgiveness of Allah for as long as they don't commit open sin. The minute you commit a sin openly, when everybody is watching, your hope is less. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us protection. Because there are people who do it openly. You know, sometimes you find a person as you walk and they are engaging in something evil. Say for example, someone is blasting his beat in his motor vehicle and the whole road is shaking and they notice, oh, there's a sheikh next to me. They used to turn it off before. They used to turn it off. Nowadays, they don't have the music. They see the sheikh and they blast it. What is he going to do about it? This is what's happening. Why? Because people are now asking for the punishment of Allah. They're asking. You know, before, if there was a boy and a girl holding hands and the sheikh was passing, they quickly left hands because they say, we don't want to be seen like this. You know, we're not related here. We just, you know, illicit, so to speak. Now, sheikh passes, they start hugging and kissing in front of him. What are you going to do? Even my father didn't tell me. Astaghfirullah. So the world is changing. People are asking for trouble. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here, أَإِنَّكُمْ لَتَأْتُونَ الرِّجَالَ وَتَقَطَعُونَ السَّبِيلَ وَتَأْتُونَ فِي نَادِيكُمُ الْمُنْكَرُ Firstly, the sin you are committing, you are engaging in homosexuality. Secondly, you are waylaying the traveler and stealing all his goods. And thirdly, in your clubs, you are engaging in nothing but evil. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Lut alayhi salatu wasalam continued reminding them. And they laughed at him, they scoffed at him, they accused him of being possessed, they accused him of being all sorts of people who wanted this and who wanted that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give him any male children. He only had two girls, two daughters. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about them. But before we get there, let us take a look at some of the words that are used in the Quran to describe these people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّكُمْ لَتَأْتُونَ الرِّجَالَ شَهْوَةً مِّن دُونِ النِّسَاءِ بَلْ أَنْتُمْ قَوْمٌ مُسْرِفُونَ How can you engage in intercourse with the same sex? Astaghfirullah. One wonders how to describe it. Once I had met two people on, a, on an aircraft when I left Cape Town going to Johannesburg and I have to share this with you. And one brother, I asked him, what's your name? He says, this is my name. He gave me a Muslim name. And the other brother, I asked him, what's your name? He says, this is my name. And I said, so is this your father? He says, no. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us protection. I had to get up. And I had to tell him with all due respect, I've never come across this before. I have one question for you. What do you do? That's all I want to know. And wallahi, he just looked at me. Hey, do you know that I can get you arrested for harassment? I said, what are you talking about? I'm asking you a question. Now the reason I'm saying this openly here today is because it is happening in our midst and people are not batting an eyelid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Yes, if anyone wants to leave the fold of Islam, they are answerable to Allah, not to me or to you or to anyone else. But we will continue preaching the Quran because we are free to do that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. 
So Allah says, Bal antum musrifun. You are people who have indeed gone beyond limits. In another verse, Bal antum tajhalun. You are people who are thick. Astaghfirullah. Jahala, ignorant, complete idiocy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. These are words used in the Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, How can you leave that which we have created for you and opt for something else? From this verse again, we learn it was not just rape. Because if it was, Allah wouldn't say, well, go and rape the females. No. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Lut alayhi salam looked at his people and he said, O my people, I disassociate myself completely from whatever you are doing. I am not a part of you and I will never engage in this, nor will I ever condone it. And I want to make it clear that I oppose you very strongly. And I'm warning you of a severe punishment to come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah says, وَمَا كَانَ جَوَابَ قَوْمِهِ إِلَّا أَنْ قَالُوا أَخْرِجُوهُمْ مِنْ قَرْيَتِكُمْ إِنَّهُمْ أُنَاسٌ يَتَطَهَّرُونَ His people only had one answer. They told the rest of them, they spoke amongst each other and they said, we need to kick Lut out of our community because he, he thinks he's very pure and clean. He thinks he is very pure and clean. We need to kick him out of the community. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of this. And Allah says in another verse, Their response was that we need to now kick Lut and his family out of this community because they are people who claim to be very clean and they look at us as though we are very dirty. So then they warned him. Oh Lord, if you don't stop saying what you are saying, we will kick you out. If you don't stop saying what you are saying, we will kick you out. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Lut alayhi salam warned them of a punishment. He said, look, Allah is going to come to you with a punishment. I am telling you to do something that is better for you. And why is it that you want to engage in this? And you have been blinded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there was another response they gave when he warned them of a punishment. Allah says, فَمَا كَانَ جَوَابَ قَوْمِهِ إِلَّا أَنْ قَالُوا اُتِنَا بِعَذَابِ اللَّهِ إِنْ كُنْتَ مِنَ الصَّادِقِينَ the response of that community was none other than, O Lut, bring the punishment of Allah to us now if you are truthful. That was the same thing they told Nuh alayhi salam. Now they are asking for trouble. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when they said that, Lut alayhi salam made a dua. He made a dua. Qala ala al He said, O my Rabb, help me against these people. Now remember one thing, Lut was one man, one. And he had two daughters. Those were the three that had believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The rest of the community was sick, Allahu Akbar. According to the Quran, they were all out of their heads. Allah says they were blinded. They were encouraging people. They used to gather together and encourage. And whenever people used to be passing, they used to pounce on them. When the traveler is passing, 
they used to hide like vultures and after a while they would land on them pounce go and do what they want and either release them or hold them captive and continue doing with them whatever they wanted this is how evil the people were and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this and he says then Lut alayhi salam raised his hands to us and he asked us for help and he says Oh Allah, safeguard myself and my family from what they are doing. Now, if you take a look at what we believe is the changed Bible, you find that they blame Lut, they call him also one of them, and they say he engaged in an act with his own daughters. Astaghfirullah. In Islam, we believe that is blasphemous. That is the highest blaspheme is to insult a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to accuse him of something that really he is free from. When Allah sends us a messenger, he sends to us the highest of messengers, those who were of the highest character and conduct and the cleanest of the crop. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding. So Lut alayhi salam was free from all that. They accused him, they said what they wanted. Later on, only Allah knows why they changed the scriptures in order to try and make him look like a criminal. Was it because they also wanted to engage in it? Only Allah knows. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. So Allah says thereafter, regarding Lut alayhi salatu wasalam. Now, we need to stop for a moment and look at what happened. Ibrahim alayhi salam was living at the time and Ishaq alayhi salam had not yet been born. Isaac, may peace be upon him, was not yet born. When Lut made this dua, Isaac, may peace be upon him, was not yet born. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we sent three angels. We spoke about it two nights back. We sent three angels to the prophet Abraham. And when they came to Abraham, he did not recognize them as angels initially. And you know, he brought in the calf and mashallah, it was a roasted calf that he brought in. And subhanallah, nice fat calf. When they didn't eat, he was frightened. To a certain extent, meaning he wanted to know the reality of who they were. And when he asked them, who are you? In fact, they then told him, we are messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have been sent to the people of Lut. And we have been sent to inform you that your wife has conceived. And inshallah, she will be delivering a child known as Ishaq. So Ibrahim alayhi salam looked at them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, When Ibrahim alayhi salam's fear subsided and we gave him the good news, he started debating with us about Lut's people, meaning trying to buy a little bit of time for them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we told him, oh Ibrahim, stay out of that. We have already declared that the punishment is going to go on them. So Ibrahim alayhi salam says, Qala inna fiha nuta. When they described what type of punishment was going to come to those people, they said, Allahu Akbar, we will come to these verses. But they said, we have been sent with stones, huge stones made of baked clay, with a name engraved on each stone for all of them. Now what is this? We will come to explain what it means. Now, Ibrahim alayhi salam was worried. He says, Inna fiha luta. But Lut is from amongst them, meaning he is living in that community. They said, 
نحن أعلم بمن فيها. We know exactly who is there. We know better than you who is in that community. We will save him. Don't worry. And we will save those who deserve to be saved. In the meantime, they proceeded and they now walked towards Sodom. When they got there, the first people to see these three very handsome-looking men, the most handsome that were seen, were the daughters of Lut alayhi salam. They saw and they were believers. Immediately they were worried. They ran to their father. Ya Lord, you know what? There are certain people who are coming into the town and we need definitely. This was now in the evening. This was now in the evening. We need to save these men because you know these people will come and they will rape these men, literally. So Lut alayhi salam quickly rushed to those men and he greeted them and he, as he greeted them, he was taking them towards his house. He said, will you be guest, guest at my place? Guest at my place. Believe me. And they said, okay, we'll be guest at your place. No problem. And they began to walk. And as they're walking, Lut alayhi salam says to them, you know, Allah has never created worse people than these. So the angels were happy to hear that. Why? Because Allah told them, do not descend with the punishment until the messenger who was sent to them bears witness that they deserve it. So when they heard it from Lut alayhi salam, they now knew that this means it's, it's correct. We have now got the directive, you know, as we would say, final signature on. And he continued repeating it to say they're very bad. These are the worst people. These are the bad people. There is no one worse than them. He continued saying that, trying to discourage them from spending the night there. So he had a role as a host and a role as a person who had to also tell them to leave in a nice way. It's the best bet to leave. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us safety. So they continued. They went into the house and he's still telling them they're very bad people. You know, these people, they engage in so much evil and whatnot. And now what had happened? Nobody found out. Nobody had seen them on the road. They had gone in, slipped into the house and the doors were locked. And Lut salam was happy. He was satisfied that at least no one seen. But very sadly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in the Quran. Allah says, Allah gives the examples of the wives of Nuh and Lut. Both of them had Khanatahuma. They deceived their husbands. So Lut salam's wife deceived him. She collaborated with the criminals by sending message out, hey, there's three very good looking men who've come to our house. The message went out. So Allah says that woman will deserve the punishment for collaboration. From this we also learn. Allah says, Always assist one another in righteousness. When it comes to evil, don't help one another. Each one is on his own. Don't help a person engaging in evil. Someone wants a lift. Where are you going? I'm going to the pub. You leave him there. Let him in the rain, whatever it is, leave him there. The minute you carry him, every bottle he has, you share the equal sin. And this is why when someone going to the masjid, you stop. 
every rak'ah of salah he reads, you get an equal reward. Help people to come to salah. Help people to fulfill. So the same way we get a good reward when we help someone to do good, we share the evil when we assist them to do evil. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who can remind people not to engage in evil. So now Allah says, the people of the community, the men, started coming and they were giving each other good news. Hey, there's three guys there. Hey, there's three guys there. They continued, hey, there's three guys there. Let's go. And they all started going in that direction. Astaghfirullah. Look at how Allah makes mention of it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Because when they looked at Lut, and they told him, they knocked on his door. They said, hey, open the door. He said, what do you mean? I've got guests here. Don't embarrass me with my guests here. Is there not a single one of you who is sensible? Even one from amongst you sensible who can let go of these guests of mine and you want to embarrass me? I've got guests here. You have no respect for these guests. And they said to him, Didn't we tell you that you are not allowed to have host anybody? No one. Imagine, they had set a law for themselves that this man is not allowed to host anyone. Because if he hosts them, we're going to have a problem with him. Anyone else host them, they could pounce on that person at night. So Lut alayhi salatu wasalam, he continued trying to tell them different ways. In the meantime, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes something greater. A whole lot of them came rushing to him. Almost the whole community. Allah says the qawm came, the whole nation came. And they came rushing to him. And they, when they heard, they all wanted a share of it. Astaghfirullah. And they came to the door and they, want, they started banging on the door. They wanted to break it now. Allahu Akbar. And they were about to break the door. Now Lut is worried and he is scared. Scared for what? He's worried that these guests here, they are my guests. And these people are not even letting go of these guests. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He looked at them and He said, At that stage He said, Look, oh my people, my daughters, you can marry them if you want. When He said my daughters, He is meaning the daughters of the ummah, the females that are there. They were as good as His own daughters. So he says, why don't you engage in this act with the daughters, with the girls? You can marry them if you wish. What are you doing here? Why do you want to do this? Do you know what they said to him? Lut, you know we're not interested in the girls. You know exactly what we want. And Allah says this in the Quran. And Allah says, this is how they uttered. You know exactly what we want. Now he was almost helpless and he uttered the following statement. 
إن لي بكم قوة أو آوي إلى ركن شديد He said I wish and I hope that at this point I had males to help me because he's only got two daughters I had males to help me or some powerful support that could protect us here how much I wish and I hope and at that moment when these people were a split second away from achieving what they thought they would achieve these three men spoke up Ya Lutu Inna Rasulu Rabbika O Lord, we are angels. They will never ever be able to harm you, not in the least. Not at all. Go you now by night, leave this community and go as far as you can and do not turn back at all. Don't even turn back to look at them. Besides your wife, besides your wife meaning your wife might join you, but she will turn back and receive the punishment or your wife will not join you. One of the two things, whatever it was, Allah knows best. So Lut alayhi salam immediately left because he, they, he was told These people's final time is at daybreak. Morning, early morning. Isn't that so near, O Lut? It's so near. You just go away. Go as fast as you can and as far as you can. Just go, you and your family. So he took his daughters and he went. Now what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahu Akbar. These were the people who were punished in the biggest way. They had three different punishments. Three different punishments for one nation. Allah says, As that battle ensued, early morning, they had the awful cry. Remember we spoke about the sound wave. The awful cry and it was so loud it started shaking them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he instructed the angel Jibreel who was one of them to get back into his original form what is the original form of Jibreel the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam describes he says I have seen Jibreel in his original form he has 600 wings each wing, it starts from the east and ends in the west. We can't even see where it starts and we don't know where it ends. Each wing. So Jibreel came to his proper form and with the tip of one of his wings, he dug under the entire community. And this was after they already heard the awful cry and they were already being punished. And he lifted them right up, right up. And then he turned them upside down. And they dropped from there going straight down. And they were punished severely. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We turned them totally upside down, completely. We made the top, the bottom. And the bottom, the top. That's what Allah says we did. The tip of the wing of our angel, Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam.
وأمطرنا عليهم حجارة من سجيل. الله says and then we sent those stones which were baked. It's like rock-like stones, meaning slightly larger than a general stone, a little bit smaller than what we would term a rock. Each one had the name of an individual engraved on it. Allah says, Musawwamatan inda Rabbik. They were already named. Each one had something engraved on it from Allah. This one for that man. This one for that man. And Allah says, Maudud. It was, it came in an arranged manner. So the stones began to come from the sky. When one hit one, the other was looking and suddenly another started following this one and it hit him and the third was looking. So the third one hit the third and the fourth and the fifth until in a very, very short time, the entire community was totally destroyed. There was also one of these for the wife of Lut alayhi salatu wasalam. So Allah says, firstly, the awful cry, then we turn them upside down and then we had the stones rain from the top for every single one of them. Allahu Akbar. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ أَنذَرَهُمْ بَطُشَتَنَا فَتَمَارَوْ بِالنُّذُرُ Lut alayhi salam warned them a lot. But they didn't believe him. And they tested his guts in the sense that they continued. And they continued harming him. And they continued engaging. They didn't want. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, look, look at these people. Look at how they've been punished. And do you know what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the fact that they are still there. Allah says, these people of Lut alayhi salam, we have kept them, we have kept their signs there for all of you to see who come after them. So today you go to the Dead Sea, Allah says, we've kept it as that. You will see what happened to the people of Lut. Go there and have a peep. Allahu Akbar. And Allah tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَإِنَّكُمْ لَتَمُرُّونَ عَلَيْهِمْ مُصْبِحِينَ وَبِاللَّيْلِ أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ You people pass them during the day and during the night. Don't you then have brains that this is the punishment Allah served those who engaged in this type of act? So that is one of the reasons why Allah left them there. Allahu Akbar. And I'd like to end by making mention of the verses at the beginning of the 27th part of the Quran, which are very powerful. They describe what happened to the people of Lut. They start off with the question of Ibrahim alayhi salam to those messengers, to those prophets. Ibrahim tells the messengers, what is, what is happening with you? What is it that you are going to engage in now? They said, we have been sent to this nation who are criminals. In order to send them these stones which are made of dried clay, baked stones. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we are here in order to send them these stones. لِنُرْسِلَ عَلَيْهِمْ حِجَارَةً مِّنْ طِينَ مُسَوَّمَةً عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ لِلْمُسْرِفِينَ They have all come marked. They are marked. Every one of them is marked from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these people who have transgressed the limits. فَأَخْرَجْنَا مَنْ كَانَ فِيهَا مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ So Allah says, we removed whoever we found to be from amongst them as mu'min, as the believers. That was the instruction of Allah. Now the angels, they say, 
فما وجدنا فيها غير بيت من المسلمين. We found nobody besides in one home the Muslims, those who had surrendered. That was Lut and his two daughters. وتركنا فيها آية للذين يخافون العذاب الأليم. And we have left the signs for those who want to see, to those who fear the punishment that is very painful and they want to learn a lesson from this. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's goodness. So those people were destroyed completely. Lut alayhi salam went. Where did he go? He went back to Ibrahim alayhi salam in order to tell him. He went to tell Ibrahim alayhi salam what happened and he was amazed that Ibrahim alayhi salam already knew what had happened. Why? Because Ibrahim alayhi salam said, when those angels were coming, they passed by me first. They told me, then they went to you. And it is reported that up to the death of Lut alayhi salam, he continued reminding people and he continued teaching them goodness. May Allah use us also to, to teach goodness. May Allah protect our children, our offspring and all from this type of evil. Remember on the globe today, it is being promoted. It is being promoted such that in some countries, it is considered something good and people are given extra grants and they are given extra allowances when they engage in this type of activity. Remember, it will remain wrong and it will remain evil. I'd like to tell you one thing. At the time of Lut alayhi salam, it was in one little place that this was happening. Today, globally, people are promoting it. Globally. What do you think will the result be? Or the result will be? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Sometimes, possibly, because of the few believers that are in the midst, of these type of cities and, and, and countries and so on. Maybe because of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not punish the people. Wallahu a'lam, Allah knows best. If you go onto YouTube and you search the people of Pompeii, check what happened to them and check what they used to do. It was discovered not a long time ago and the entire nation in Italy was destroyed completely. And how they were destroyed, I leave it for you to go and research. Go and check it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard all of us. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammadin subhanallahi bihamdih. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. This audio has been prepared by the clearevidence.org.